My guest, Lisa Tahir, is an author, therapist, and a leader in psychoastrology. She's passionate about helping others develop skills to support themselves emotionally. In this episode, we talk about how powerful it can be when we direct forgiveness towards ourselves. We learn about Lisa's own journey and her most treasured tools and practices that she recommends to generate freedom through self-forgiveness. You can find her on her website, nolatherapy.com. Are you ready to meet Lisa? Your ideal life is one right turn away, right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away. Trust your intuition and chill out your ego and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New light living with intuitive spiritual life coach Ulrika Sullivan starts right now. Welcome to New Light Living Podcast. Today, I have such an honor to have Lisa Tahir here uh, on New Light Living Podcast. And I am so excited to talk about self-forgiveness and the power in that. And I have to say, before we go into uh, the topic today, I want to say welcome to you, Lisa, to the show today. Thank you so much for having me on, Ulrika. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience, our audience today. Yes. And I would love to learn more about you and what you do today, because I know many of our listeners and watchers are really curious about that. So who are you and what do you do today? Sure. I am a licensed clinical social worker professionally, and I've been a therapist for over 20 years. I was drawn to therapy and doing this work as a healing professional because of my own experience in therapy that I entered when I was 21. And it was so beneficial, that supportive relationship to help me figure out some things that I had gone through growing up that left me feeling disempowered and confused. And my therapist was just such like a, a mainstay in my life and really helped me to, um, to develop the skills that I didn't have at when I was younger around communication, around managing my emotions, around containing them and around self-esteem. And so I went to grad school at Tulane when I was in my twenties and got my master's degree and then got licensed in Louisiana and came out to Los Angeles about seven years ago and got a second license here in California. So I live and work in both LA and in New Orleans, the other LA, and my practice is all virtual. So you can be anywhere and work with me through Zoom, phone or FaceTime. And I just love um, 
helping people figure out their emotional stuff. And, you know, in life, we're going through life and then things happen or, or whatever. And, and therapy can be such a supportive place to get guidance and reassurance. Yes. Yes. Such important and, you know, much needed work you are doing in the world. Yes. So let me ask you this first, how, because we're talking about forgiveness and and the freedom that we can experience through self-forgiveness. So how do you define self-forgiveness? You know, I think I'm going to start, Ulrika, with there's a lot of talk about forgiveness. And usually that conversation is in the context of forgiving others. And I think kind of the, the missing piece is to be able to forgive others, we have to have the experience of forgiveness for ourselves. And we think of that as coming from other people. And while that's like the best feeling or easiest to connect with kind of forgiveness when you you mess up and air quotes and, and somebody's like, okay, I understand, I forgive you, it's okay. But as we live life, we harbor these like layers of judgment and criticisms upon ourselves. Like when we think we should have done something better instead of believing, well, maybe that unfolded, maybe it unfolded as it needed to, as it should have to get me to where I I want to go. Like sometimes things happen that look like they're a mistake, again, in air quotes, but it's actually, you're on the path to achieving, to, to getting where it is you most deeply desire. It just might look kind of convoluted or obscure. And so I think the conversation around forgiveness and self-forgiveness begins there with self-forgiveness being kind of like an untapped resource, as I see it, to utilize in our own lives and that it's progressive as I've found and I write about in my book that it's like, I mean, every day there's layers that can come into your awareness of something that happened years ago that you've always kind of judged yourself for. And it's like, oh, you know, I can forgive myself now for that and learn from it and move forward. Life is going to give us endless opportunities to kind of do things over, to show that we've mastered that, that we have this. And I wonder what you think about what I'm bringing up. Yes, I, I'm totally with you there that the forgiveness, the process of forgiveness is not only about others, it is about ourselves and uh, giving ourselves that space to learn from the past and try something new and in that process, you know, evolve. So yes. Yeah. And I just want to also mention, uh, since you mentioned your book, and we'll talk about that at the end, but I actually, Lisa was kind Ah. of to to uh, share her book with me, and I highly recommend it. And it has to do with our core wounds and uh, just what we're talking about in this episode. So I just wanted to to share that with everyone. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, why do you think that in the times we're living in, that it's it's relevant, or why would it be relevant in the times we're living in now? I should put it like that to pay attention or um, you know, go through the process of self-forgiveness. You know, Ulrika, I think 
tapping back into what our conversation just was that it's that it's untapped there's so much more potential here with forgiveness with self-forgiveness with empathy and just look around look at your social media and what we've been through with this most recent election and the pandemic and that you know social media can be a one wonderful, friendly, loving place. And it can also be the total opposite of people judging and criticizing and saying things they would typically never say to a person's face because, you know, the, the computer, you can lose that human connection and, and say things that are so uncaring and so unempathetic and lack forgiveness. So I think this is the most important time to revisit these timeless principles of forgiveness, of empathy, which most basically empathy is putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And I'm going to ask you as a listener, first and foremost, put yourself in your own shoes and be willing to see yourself from a different vantage point even. Like even to take some time to look at what are you emitting? Like how might you be being perceived? We tend to get in our own heads about things and that's normal, that's natural yet to take some time periodically to check in with what am I projecting? Like what, how, what mood am I carrying in my body and my emotions that then's kind of like permeating and exuding from me into the people that I encounter every day at work, that I live with or go to the grocery store, friends and my text messages, my social media to become more aware of what we're emitting and sending out into the world, because there could be some things for you to look at. You might wanna stand up for yourself more and be more authentic. Or on the other side of that coin, you might wanna self-regulate some more. And if you're, you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, you know, at the end of your rope or like you're gonna, you know, you're really angry, to, to get some help with that, do some journaling, meditate. I know we're gonna talk about some of the practices that I use. All these techniques are in my book as well. And what I've come to use in my personal life to be able to soften the judgments we have towards ourselves first and then towards others. Mm, yes. Yes. And it, it, as you speak to as well, the, the tendency that we have as humans is to kind of feel justified in, in, in the behavior we're putting out there, but it's, it's what you're suggesting and, and it really is the start of it all is to turn that that attention to ourselves like what is it really <laughs> that i that yeah, i what is need here yeah especially yeah. when we're feeling reactive edgy you know angry to really tune in to what what do i need here because mm -hmm. you're operating in a deficiency when you're feeling those kind of emotions and it's about turning inward and being able to give yourself some of that affirmation and acknowledgement and and love yes yes self-love is a big topic but yes it's it's all linked together isn't it yeah yeah now, i'd love to uh bring us back to your own journey and uh, can you give us a little bit of highlights or nuggets of of uh milestones in your journey that has to had to do with your own self-forgiveness you know, I think this whole self-forgiveness thing was kind of outside of my awareness until the past few recent years and writing my book and now 
representing it and sharing it with others and, and talking about it. Like I operated like most people that the way we learn is through criticism, is through like holding ourselves ourselves to these high standards that sometimes we meet, sometimes we don't. And it's like, oh, get up, try again tomorrow. You know, no pain, no gain kind of things. And like thinking that's healthy, thinking that's how we achieve, you know, and then learning that I was feeling more and more depleted, like maybe many of you listening and that there has to be another way, you know, and there's so many other authors and material when you start to look about how to go more easy and how to get better results with um, less efforting, less criticisms and judgments that, you know, consequence-based achievement gets us so far. It might get the job done in the moment, but it's not sustainable. It doesn't bring joy and happiness. And it tends to leave us feeling worse about ourselves and others rather than better. So I sought to kind of look for something new and different. And just in that query and questioning led me to research the topics that are in my book around empathy and self-forgiveness, the strengths perspective, which is a paradigm and model in social work where we build from our strengths and like pave our lives in that way through encouragement, through some praise. It doesn't mean you're going to tell yourself like, you know, everything is okay, but kind of in some ways, everything is okay. When you look at yourself on the path of journey, of growth, of like doing the best you can and really affirming those small steps, it becomes like self-fulfilling that you're gonna take that further. And I wonder what you think about, about that perspective. Yes, I, I, I believe the same thing that it's, it is that path of um, coming to clarity basically about who am I, but also look at our, our uh, worlds that we are living in to say, it is okay. What I have done in the past is okay, but now I have this chance of, of changing things that I don't resonate with anymore because that's, I also feel that a lot of, a lot of the challenges and resistance that, that we may feel is due to maintaining old patterns or old beliefs that are, are not just not, you know, for us anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And I think we, we can get stuck in that and feel like, oh, like, this is just how it is for me. And, and it doesn't have to be that it's our thoughts. And even that thought, as I just put it out there, like, oh, that feeling, it's like, it's, there's not much life. There's not much breath. You're just kind of like, oh, I go to my, I do what I do. And that's just how it is. And there's, there's beyond that. Like, I encourage you listening right now, like, what do you want to do? What life do you want to live? And take out some paper and jot that stuff down. Like you could call it your bucket list. You can call it whatever your, your your vision board your vision list and even if it seems ridiculous impossible you know like going to tahiti or, or wherever put it down because it's powerful when we write down our intentions and just become open to like maybe this can happen because you never know somebody you hear these stories people then next week have a conversation like oh my gosh i'm taking this trip you know somewhere do you want to go or i know someone renting their house or offering their house, like opportunities and such can come your way. If you just take some time to be intentional and deliberate about what it is you really want, instead of creating by default based on what you've gotten repetitively. 
Oh, so beautifully said. And yes, it's this almost like opening up some space around us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Yes. So, if you, so if you look at your journey uh, and it with everything that you've gone through and would you, what would you say would be the best thing that has come out of all of that for you personally? That's such a big question. And being that I just turned 50, I don't know that, that there's one thing that comes up in my you know totality of life experiences. The most thoughtful thing I could say is, is that it's definitely about there's something to this self-forgiveness and empathy and compassionate living thing. And His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, has been doing Facebook Lives, often talking about it, and on his Twitter feed, that we're more alike than we're different. That has become more and more apparent to me, that like we're doing better than we think we are. That has become apparent to me, that there's nothing wrong with you. You make sense in the context of what you've lived. I think that's like a highlight that's come to me as well. And, and just, I invite you to embrace these perspectives, especially if they're new for you, because being willing to view your life from different vantage points opens up possibilities, like you just said, Ulrika, and then all kinds of changes that you desire are gonna start to happen for you. And those are some of the biggest takeaways that I've come to live and know and offer. Yes. Beautiful. And that, that brings us to the, to the question also, why do you think that people today are starting to feel more drawn to understanding their core wounds, understanding this process of what they can do to feel better, right? Uh, in, in simple terms, and what it actually means to finding that freedom and compassion why do you think that is? Sure, I think that answer lies in that mental health awareness has been coming up and up and up more and more in our culture and our society. Thank goodness we see it now. I know on Facebook, on Instagram, there's so many awesome platforms now so people can access therapy through their phones. There's more talk by public figures that have had mental health struggles you know, coming forward and discussing their their relationship to depression, to anxiety, to addiction. You know, even Britney Spears coming out recently and talking about her mental health struggles and what's been happening in her family, that all of this leads to the various perspectives that are available. And my perspective and paradigm incorporating empathy, self-forgiveness, and compassion is, is like one voice in this forest available to you if it resonates. And it really underlies most all of the different traditions and techniques in some ways that invite you to excavate, to examine and explore what it is that you experienced in your childhood typically that has created these patterns and different ways to shift your patterns. And so I think it's been really like on emerging and our culture for so many years. And I see it growing more and more and more. And do you see that, Ulrika, even when you open your phone and open social media and like people are talking about this? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and I, I don't know if it 
is because that's what I'm connected into myself. But that's also an action that people can do. Look at who you're connected to and what they're talking about and uh, seek instead more um, supportive channels and platforms that actually brings up, you know, on our, on our feed, things yeah. that are supportive of us instead of, of the, um, so yes, I, you're making a great point there that it's, it's becoming more in our consciousness actually to that. It's okay to start thinking and asking ourselves questions about these things. And, uh, um, somewhere within ourselves there is this need to understand there is this need to kind of evolve uh, it's it's a it's what's within us right to kind of evolve and uh, yeah. Yeah, i think that i feel the same that there's more and more people who are starting to asking themselves those questions and, and I think to make meaning that's what i hear you saying Ulrika. people's desire and need to make meaning to to live with purpose to have connection. That's what I hear you talking about underneath it all. Is that, is that true? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, it has not been, um, the way we have, um, have really thought of before, <laughs> like, can I ask myself these questions? Can, can I do anything about it? Because often what we've done in the past, at least that goes for me, been seeking uh, outside answers and that were not right for me and and then the the pattern just continues so yeah. now it it puts us in in the spotlight <laughs> in a yeah. way that it hasn't been uh, you know really highlighted before so yeah definitely now for you because we we were talking about like what really has worked for you personally on your journey and i'd love for you to share some either practices or um tools that you have found on your journey to self-forgiveness and healing that has worked really well for you i would definitely say number one topping the list is is meditation and for those of you listening, meditation can take on different forms. There is the traditional that I really love sitting either quietly with the phone on silent, setting a timer if there's something I have to, to go to or be at. And so I don't lose track of time. Even if you set a timer for five minutes, 15, 20 and silence, listening to the air conditioner, I do that practice some time for my meditations. Other times I go to YouTube and select a guided meditation, be it music or some words that kind of guide my mind to think certain things in a direction. Um, if I'm having a hard time and I need some support, reassurance, that's a wonderful way to meditate. Also, there's moving meditations, taking a walk without music and just noticing the flowers, the trees, whatever is around you. Meditation can be in the way you eat your food to really slow down and like smell what you're eating, look at it, taste it. It can be in the way you drink your coffee or tea to really bring mindfulness, present moment awareness to just slowing down. So there's so many kind of different ways to meditate. My favorite is definitely in the quieting of the mind or observing of the mind, letting the thoughts float like clouds because not every time one meditates, are you going to be in like this blissful 
state, but if you reach it for even 10 or 15 seconds, it's enough to affect your brain and change the neuroplasticity and have a greater capacity in memory retention, a greater capacity to um, handle stress, to align with solutions. And there's you know so much science now supporting the benefits of meditation and that our brain is always evolving. We used to believe it was fixed, like that our brain stopped growing at, I think, 19. And that's not true. You know, we've learned recently that the brain is always adapting and growing. And meditation is a way to really harness that and use more of your mind. What do you think about meditation? Oh, I love meditation. I I have been an avid meditator since I was 13 years old. Oh, that's awesome. And but I've been in and out of it, but it's it's that foundational type of practice that I always return to. Absolutely. And um, as you, I love that you highlight that there are so many different ways and because one of the uh, thoughts that many people have, I believe, is that it has to be a certain way. It has to be, yeah. you know, seated in, in lotus position and that's it, right? No. And I think I love that so many other people are also talking about meditation as a way to connect with ourself and our true self. Yeah. More so than a task that needs to be done twice a day, right? <laughs> so right. It's, it's coming from that other perspective of what does this support me with? What does meditation make possible in my life if I do it, right? So it's, it's um, yeah, it, certainly any other practices or, or nuggets you want to share with, with our audience here around your own practices that you carry out now or has helped you in the past? Definitely. Besides fit, meditation daily is fitness, physical activity. I'm a former fitness instructor. And so I invite you, I encourage you some kind of movement, some kind of physical activity every day, even if it's just walking around your block, especially when you start to feel kind of like overwhelmed, kind of like ah, edgy. It's an invitation. It's an indicator to like get up and get out. And especially I encourage you without your phone to just go and like leave. I have like electronics free time every day at some point, whether it's on my walk or at the gym. Um, so, you know, I listen to music through my phone, so I'll try not to look at it, but there's definitely like a cell phone free at least 30 minutes every day in my life. And I invite you as well to do that where you disconnect, where you're just with yourself, where you can even feel that freedom, like, oh, like you don't have to, you don't have to feel the need to answer anything or be available to take some time just for you. So fitness and the cell phone free time every day are two other practices that are really important to me that I encourage you to, to do. What a beautiful practice, Lisa. I, I love you. everything you said there. Now, if there are listeners and viewers who are really wanting to kind of start somewhere. And especially with the, the forgiveness, the self-forgiveness uh, path, if you will, what are some of the recommendations you would like to make on where to start? Well, I think definitely once you get my book, there's going to be a detailed, laid out, very beautiful process into this, into this relationship with yourself in a new way. 
but off the top of my head, three things that people can start with for sure, just right now listening to this episode. If there's something on your mind, something that you're struggling with, worried about, or just like beating yourself up for, or any of that kind of energy in your life, first, just stop and say out loud, it's about going easy. Like just go easy on yourself. And I'll say that when I start to get worked up, And my thoughts, hey, go easy, Lisa, and put your hand on your chest like I have mine, like over your heart, just go easy and say it as many times and as many ways until you start to feel the de-escalation of your central nervous system, Your your breathing starts to slow down, you start to feel more present in your body. And then the next kind of step is like, there's nothing wrong here. And again, say it out loud, hand over your chest. There's nothing wrong here. Go easy. It's going to be okay. Everything, everything's going to work out here. There's nothing wrong. Just reassurance, some gentle reassurance. And then thirdly, to say something like, I'm willing to see myself differently. I'm willing to see this situation differently. I let love in. Again, some statements, shifting the energy, shifting the direction momentum has been going and to open up that space of just being willing for something new to happen, for something new and wonderful to happen, to invite in even the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario and see what starts to happen by taking those three steps. Yeah, beautiful. And I love that you're really bringing out the importance of making that shift because I, I can, I can hear a lot of people saying I should do this every, every time I I should do it. And I I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. So what would you say if somebody sitting with, with those kind of thoughts and, and know so well what to do, but they're not in the moment, they're not doing it. Well, what would you say to somebody What's coming to mind literally is like shit, the shoulds, you know, there are all these shoulds that get in our way. And it's really about like, what do you want to do? What's authentic? What's genuine? You start there with what is doable for you in this moment and see what that is. Come up with a list of those things and do it with gusto. Do it with your heart. There's start with the most authentic baby step place and build from there. Yes. Yes. So important. So powerful. And, and that inner spark that we want to call on, right? It's the inner spark, that inner motivation, that, that yes, (laughs) that can help somebody to flip the switch and start, start asking that question, start putting your hand on your heart. And and it can uh, really come from inside when, when we find that reason what do we want? And we know it. It feels right, right? Yeah. So great. Thank you, Lisa, for sharing all your wisdom here. And before we wrap up, I'd like to ask you so that everyone knows where we can connect with you and find you. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely go to my website, nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A, therapy, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy.com. And I'm there on Instagram, 
Instagram and Facebook at NOLA Therapy and as as well on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel with like a couple hundred videos, my podcast, all things therapy. You can access five and a half years of episodes and I'd love to do a session with you virtually, answer your questions. There are links to order my book, which is available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, brick and mortars. And I always love telling people, if you have a favorite local bookstore, go in to patronize them and just give them my name and, and, and or the book title and they can order my book for you so you can support your local store because we really want to make sure those businesses stay in business. Yes, so important. So everyone, go visit Lisa on her website. Ask for her book and I have it here. Thank you, Thank Lisa, you. for sharing it with me. It was very You're generous welcome. of you. And before we wrap up, I would love to ask you, Lisa, a little nugget from, from your inner self. And that question is, what do you live by? You know, what comes to mind first thing is centered around kindness, kind of the principles of kindness, both to myself and others. And there's so many ways that that will begin to express in your life. It doesn't mean you're a doormat at all. It means that you often will set boundaries and regulate your people, places, and things so that you can be your best and then in that way, you're free to really give your best to those that you choose to. Oh, so powerful. Thank you for sharing that, Lisa. Thank you for that question. All we're kind for this time together on your show. Yes, I had a blast. Everyone uh, listening or watching, I'm sure you had the same. So we're wrapping up this wonderful episode with Lisa today and New Light Living will be back soon with another episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. Thank you for listening to New Light Living with me, Arika Sullivan. When you see your life in a new light, your world looks different. Worry, fear, and the everyday go, go, go are no match for you in this bright new light. Join me next time as I lay out the practices and tools for you to liberate your amazing self into living your ideal dream day. You can start now to take the guesswork out of getting to know yourself again and expand into your essence to feel present, alive, inspired, and connected. Keep listening, keep learning. Imagine no more wishing for your dream life. You get to start living it today. For more information, please visit newlightliving.com.